Hey guys, welcome back to the Move, Eat and Re-Energize podcast show, where we sit down and have conversations with interesting and inspiring legends about movement, nutrition, mindset, and bringing more energy into your day. In today's episode, I catch up with Olivia Orton. I know Liv through coaching her, and she's also a really good friend of Kat's. Liv has gone through an amazing transformation, which you can see on the website, and she done that while also juggling a one to two year old bub, coaching A-grade netball, doing F45 five days a week, starring in a local production of Chicago, while also working a full-time job. The reason why I think this interview was super cool is because Liv mentions over and over again that building habits, skills, and being super organized was the only way she could do all this stuff and keep going. Plus, the focus time you had, well, she had and planned with her partner and her kid was probably the coolest thing I got out of it. So that's enough for me. Let's get into Liv's story and the amazing results she achieved along the way. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks, everyone, listening in to the Move, Eat, Re-Energize show. And today, I'm here with Olivia Orton. Olivia, say hello and tell everybody who hello. you are and what you do. How are we, everyone? Um, yep. So, my name is Liv Orton. I am a uh, resident here on the border. I live in Albury. I work at Catholic College. I'm the Sport and Recreation Manager. I have a beautiful, loving partner, Steve, and we've got a almost two-year-old daughter. Um, so yeah, pretty busy lifestyle. I do um, a lot of extracurricular activities uh, this year in particular. I um, I coach and play for Aubrey Tiger, Aubrey Tigers Netball Club, and um, most recently I just finished up the nine-show production of Chicago put on by the Aubrey Wodonga Theatre Company, which was fabulous. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was pretty awesome. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so, yeah, very, very busy, obviously, with the toddler running around, as you would know, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, very, very hectic. Yeah, So, and also you joined F45 and did one of the challenges and come second. So... I did, yeah. So about uh, probably about eight months ago now, I was playing social netball with a girlfriend, and um, I just like I'd come back from having bubs, and I was I played a season of netball, and um, you know I was just doing your normal Tuesday Thursday night training, and then um, your Saturdays, and I really wasn't back I wasn't nowhere near back to what I was pre-baby um just in terms of strength I wasn't necessarily looking at my weight or my uh, body composition but just more so my strength and ability to be able to recover after games and recover after training and as a as a coach um it made it really difficult to try and um do the drills as well as coach the girls and to really get my heart rate up to, to get the most out of the session. So, um, like I said, I, I started playing some social netball on a Monday night and then, yeah, one of my girlfriends rocked in. I'd seen her about oh, the first game we played and then there was about three or four weeks that she missed. And then she came in like, yeah, week five and she looked banging like she looked so strong so fit I just I just turned to her and went what the f are you doing (laughs) (laughs) because um you know for results that quick um obviously there was components there that were working for her I mean she had a baby three days 
after or before I did. So we've got babies the same age. And I just thought, yeah, no, nah, this is, she's onto a winner here. Like, what, it, what is it? And so she told me she'd been training at F45 and they do these eight-week challenges and there's a whole nutrition component um, and it's fully supported um, with all the trainers, um, but it's both online and obviously in the gym. And I thought, yep, you beauty, when does the next challenge start? So probably a little bit apprehensive. I, you know, really was not... Um, taking my nutrition seriously leading up to it. I was just like, yeah. So I did my before photos and to me, I, I didn't really feel, I mean, I did eat like, <laughs> I went to carving it up and I bought like pasta salad and gravy chip. Like I went all out the night before I started. To say, <laughs> yeah, nah, load up, load up here. <laughs> and then it was like a, um, uh, yeah, I flipped the switch. I was just into training mode and, and having trained at a very high level back when I was a competitive runner and very competitive netball, it was kind of um, rolling myself back into that world. Um, anyway, so I started training and holy moly, I was dying. Like the first two weeks, I just thought, holy crap, I, I don't know if I can continue on doing this because i was exhausted i was so like just the training part of it i just thought wow like because it was it's like six days a week isn't it yeah so i mean they recommend food i mean obviously everyone uh, the general recommendation is to get an hour of exercise in a day or half an hour if, if you can manage that but high intensity um so they they basically base it off that it's f 45 the 45 stands for 45 minutes um so yeah it's, it's high um intensity interval training and basically you're you know you're on a station for a maximum of a minute um and it's just a variety of different functional movements or cardio movements or weight movements they have a cardio on monday wednesdays thursdays and then oh, sorry monday wednesday fridays and then weights are on a tuesday thursday and then there's a hybrid session on a saturday so for me um i really needed to start a routine i didn't i didn't say to myself right oh, i want to do five sessions straight up because i didn't want to uh put that pressure on myself i wanted to make sure i was um, setting achievable goals. So I said minimum, minimum um, three sessions a week, maximum five sessions a week. Um, Cause I also had to take into account what's, you know, Steve's timetable looked like playing football, also Ivy and, and what her needs were. Um, and plus obviously coaching and, and playing netball at the same time. So. And Chicago. I, uh, well, well yes. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is when I first started about eight months ago, and then yeah, Chicago was about two months ago. It was in May. So um, ultimately, yeah, I started off, and and just from that first two weeks, because they, um, as a normal sort of program, they they really um, try to shock the body into, you know, they alcohol, like you're going into an alkaline. Um, state and then they work on building muscle and protein and then the last two weeks is um, a shredding phase so my results from start to finish were um, at, like for me personally were 
phenomenal. Like I, I wasn't comparing myself to anyone else. I didn't feel the need to do that. My before and after photos, I look like a completely different person. Yeah, um, they're pretty amazing. I'll throw yeah. them on the website if it's cool with you yeah. just so people can see yeah. the comparison. Yeah, totally. Um, I, and, and I suppose I didn't realise really what my body was telling me when I post-baby post until I started to move and function so much better um, post the first eight-week challenge. So I used to have chronic back issues. Um, you know, I was seeing a physio here at school who was like, you know, it's basically your core, your core is shot because you've had a bub, but you have to get back to being able to bring that, bring that back together to stabilise your back because you're going to have this chronic pain if you if you don't do something about it. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Didn't do anything about it. Back and I was like, why, why? You know, get massage, like just that topical treatment and just wasn't getting any results type thing. Um, and then at the end of the eight weeks, I remember being here at school and I have a stand-up sit-down desk and I try and use it most days and a bit of variety. But ultimately, I had no back pain. Like I would stand po like pre eight-week challenge, I would stand up and have to, like, arch my back and try and crack it. And it was always the bottom left-hand side. And I'd had slip, slip discs from um, competition rowing um, years ago, which sort of, you know, had always sort of lingered and been there. But after training and, and getting my body in, um, in a really strong state, I was able to basically self-medicate with exercise. I didn't need to go and get a whole lot of physio or um, treatment or massage or whatever on my back because it was sore every day. That that pain just subsided completely. So I thought I'm onto a good thing here. I ended up dropping, I think it was 7.5% body fat. Um, and I think it was almost 7 kilos. But even though 7 kilos might not sound... Um, huge, like it wasn't 14, 15 kilos, I think the composition of my actual body um, completely changed. I, it was about two and a half kilos of muscle I ended up putting on. Yeah, like the um, change in the body fat percentage, uh, your composition was night yeah. and day kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it yeah, made a huge difference to my physical um, makeup. Like I, I just, um, yeah, I started, you know, it's that typical you know, in the, the first two weeks, you'll notice it. In the first um, four weeks, your closest, your partner would, would notice it or your kids would notice the change. In the first, and then in the first six weeks, they say that, um, you know, your work colleagues will start to notice a difference. And then in, at the eight-week mark, that's when you'll start to get comments from um, random people who know who know you but, haven't seen you in a while and they think, holy crap, like you've, you've completely changed. So, and that, that timeline was exactly <laughs> what happened with me. Like first two weeks. Yep. Whatever. Like Joff was like, Oh yeah. Like you, I can see, you know, a bit of different <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then four weeks in, you know, um, I think it was at netball. Maybe I was just sort of moving a bit better and, and people started to say some stuff. And then I, I came back eight weeks later because it was just at the end of the season and then pre-season starting and people were like, holy crap, like you've completely shred, like you've dropped, like the melt, the fat is melted. <laughs> <And> <laughs> revealed what, what lies underneath. So, um, 
wasn't without a, a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication and sticking to the plan. You know, yeah. there are so many resources out there and so many meal plans and so many um, opinions on what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but I just found that this process worked for me. It's something that has created habits in my life that I am able to stick to and revert back to when I fall off the wagon. Because I tell you what, this last challenge that I did, there were six of the eight weekends that I was out on the piss. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I wasn't religiously sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can only, have, you know, weigh every piece of chicken or weigh every piece of meat and make sure I only have this much carbohydrate or whatever. It, it was reverting back to the basics and making sure that when I could, I chose the best option every time, but I allowed myself to indulge once a week. But my training regime never changed. Um, I always committed to, and now I do five sessions a week um, without fail. It's usually the 5.30 a.m. sesh in there working um, as hard as I can. Um, and I'd never do any more. Like I, I just don't, I don't believe you have to f absolutely flog yourself to the point of exhaustion um, to, to get the results. But then, yeah, leading into this year, I thought I'd give myself another little bit of a challenge. Um, so I used to do quite a bit of musical theatre back in the day when I was at school and then at uni. And for me, it was a bit of a choice um, between whether or not I continued with sport or continued with drama. Um, and sport won out because I love working in a team and I love you know, being part of a uh, sporting um, clubs um, and as a broke uni student, it was a choice that I stuck with because I was either going to be paying fees for netball and uniforms and getting out on court or having to pay um, affiliation fees to a drama club and, and having those major time commitments. So ultimately, I ended up um, training... Uh, I ended up... Um, yeah, sort of pu pushing my drama side, drama side aside um, <laughs> and, and just, um, yeah, did, did my own thing for the next, you know, went overseas, did what you do in your 20s and whatever and then moved here, got my ultimate job, met the love of my life, had a baby and I thought, oh, yeah, had those challenges. So I got tagged. I did. I actually did the Stars of the Border Dance for Cancer, and I met a lot of choreographers um, and dancers through that. Um, and then, and you did like this amazing intro video for it. <laughs> I mean, that was the funny part, like because I used to date a dancer, and she was involved in the um, Dancing with the Stars stuff on the border for years, yeah, and that was yeah. the first time I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, no. So we did it. It was um, based on the Great Gatsby. Um, so yeah, I just did a, 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 a piss up of that. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> so, so like, again, this is pre doing any F45 or yeah. I was post body baby. I was, you know, there were bits hanging off me that I didn't appreciate, but I still got out in front of an audience of 600 people in a leotard, just like Beyonce's. Um, all the single ladies and yeah I ended up winning that competition which was amazing but I had lots of fun but I got that um, that spark back of what it meant to be on stage which was awesome um, and then 
you know, that kind of died down. And then almost to the, to the year um, later, I got a um, Facebook tag from one of my friends, Bronnie, who was the MC for the night and also my mentor during the competition tagging me in the auditions for Chicago and she was like we have to do this this would be amazing we have so much fun so I went to the information night and was like woo yep this is so my thing I love everything about it these guys seem awesome then had about four weeks to prep an audition um and in that time as I was prepping for the audition was when I decided to do F45. Yeah. So not only learning lines, but also getting into the habit of eating right and training. And from before I booked from the information night that I rocked up to, to auditioning, which was almost five weeks later, I was in front of them in tights and mini bike shorts and a, and a tight training crop top. Cause obviously Chicago is that, you know, black, sexy stocking look. Um, and they, yeah, burlesque. They wanted to see, obviously, your body and how you move on stage and all that sort of stuff. And it was a confidence, I think, that F45 um, and that training and those habits that I created, eating well and starting to lose all that weight that really boosted my confidence going into the audition. I wasn't shy. You know, I, I knew my lines back to front. I'd been practicing with a couple of musos here at school with um, hitting the notes and in the songs that I had to audition with. So, um, yeah, I went in there and, and gave it my all, which was awesome. And then on the spot got a call back and then found out, then did the call back, sorry, on the Monday night and auditioned against a whole lot of other potential Roxies and potential Velmas. And then I... Um, found out on the Friday of that week that I actually landed the role, which was huge. So I just was so ecstatic. And then I thought, shit, <laughs> Sunday nights from one till five, Monday nights from six till nine, Wednesday nights from six till nine. And then that's five netball as well. Five sessions a week of F45 plus two training <laughs> nights, netball plus Saturday, plus a partner, plus an 18 month old baby. Yeah, and, and work. And work. Oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> work in that same bracket of time. So for me... How did you um, juggle all that stuff? Yeah, so time management was the biggest thing. Um, planning, 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 not like having schedules, having a calendar up on the fridge. You know, I my, my partner Steve is phenomenal with the support that he gave me through that time, but... If we weren't organised, things would have gone to shit because it meant for us and for the time that we had to get had together as a couple, you know, we really had to make sure that that time was quality time. It wasn't sitting on the couch and watching it, watching TV or screen time or whatever. Like we did stuff as a family at every moment that we could find because um, he was training Tuesdays and Thursdays and playing Saturdays and we play at different clubs, mind you. So it's not like... You know, we have Thursday night dinner together up at club rooms or anything like like that. He was playing um, out at and training at a new club, How Long, and I was at Tigers. So we had to also work the logistics of Ivy being cared for. We Both of us don't have family in Albury-Wodonga. My parents live in Torquay. His parents live in Wagga. So there were the logistics of getting Ivy um, to care. Um, she goes to Joff's parents' place 
on a Wednesday night and comes back on a Friday night. So they have her for two days, um, which is which is great for us and great for her because she gets that quality time with them. But, you know, logistically, there's that person that has to drive her there and drive her back. And, you know, Steve really picked up the slack because Wednesdays I was at rehearsal. So he was driving her out to the farm and then coming back and I'd be home at 9pm at night and pretty much going straight to bed because I was up at 5am to train the next morning. Um, so keeping a diary, understanding my my body and when I was fatigued and what I needed yeah. to do when I was really fatigued because there were times where I think I came into work and I was not on the brink of exhaustion. Like I never felt fatigued physically but mentally managing all these different things at once. I'm the main um, cook in our household too and I do the shop and I pay the bills and all that sort of stuff. Is So you're the adult? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. And, and That's the adult now, our house too, so that's okay. <laughs> any spare moment I had at work or any bit of downtime, I was trying to do like life jobs like life school <laughs> getting you know <laughs> shopping and then saying to steve right i've done it all you just need to pick it up um but what i've found really worked for me too is blocking out 20 minutes a day to do a meditation at work so and i know some people might not be able to do that in the type of work that they do but i'm pretty lucky in in um my job that it's flexible that i'm not how to how to, down to my desk um, for eight hours a day, I can get up, move around, and and part of my lunchtime or my break was spent going into our well-being office and turning the light off and shutting the door, and switching off and doing a, a planned meditation. So you know, listening to the apps, um, I think it was Calm. I just do a body scan and sort of just check myself in. Most of the time, I would fall into like the deepest REM sleep ever and come out of it right on you know, sort of like wake up, like the time was up and I'd be up and so much more alert because I don't drink coffee either, which some people are really shocked about. But if I think I drank coffee, I would be absolutely bouncing off the walls. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Yeah. I drink a lot of green tea, don't get me wrong, but I'm not, a coffee, not a coffee drinker. Um, so there, for me, that pep up at, at 2.30 or 3 o'clock wasn't, oh, I'll go make myself a coffee. It was, I'll go do a meditation and just try and, re like check myself in with myself and just really focus on what I needed to do for that afternoon or what, you know, prep myself for um, the rehearsals. Cause they, they can be very consuming. You're talking the whole time. You're, you're moving around stage. You're either doing dance rehearsal and having to, you know, hit marks, all that sort of stuff. So all those different components um, contributing in, but, yeah, for me, balancing it all, it was about accepting that I wasn't going to have a heap of quality time with Ivy or with Steve. But when I did have the time um, blocked out, that, that time was dedicated to them. And, you know, we had a, for a moment there, we had like a no phones situation. So, you know, if we had an hour um, straight after work where it was just Steve and I, there'd be no phones. Like we'd just be cuddling on the couch. We might be watching it, um, telly, but we were engaging with each other um, and having a laugh about what was happening right then and there rather than just flicking through Facebook or looking at Instagram and then, you know, wasting 40 minutes and then getting up and having to leave. 
Um, or it was me in the kitchen cooking and him pestering me. Um, <laughs> which, which, which I'm sure you do the cat all the yeah, time. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, and then and like I said, just having that that pre-planned um, the, the diary, just the communication too. I think between Steve and I, making sure that he was aware, or you know, just a reminder, I'm out, I'm out till this time, or, or they've they've decided to extend rehearsals, or you know, we've got a dress rehearsal that's like the week leading up to the shows. It was. Um, Saturday afternoon, Saturday, um, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, rest Wednesday, and then an opening night Thursday. So you know he was responsible that whole that whole week. I basically didn't see him because I'd get home from work. I might have gone to training or whatever, and he might have gone to training, or you know I was picking up Ivy, or he swapped cars with me here at work to go collect Ivy. So yeah, the communication thing was probably. Um, really big just to make sure that we didn't run into any little tiffs along the way and, and get shitty at each other because, you know, or you didn't do this and I didn't do this and the house is a mess and the cleaning's meant to be coming but you haven't got money out or oh, blah, 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 blah. Like it was just knowing what needed to happen when and then going ahead and doing it. Mind you, what I did notice um, during that time was my mind was so busy that I was having a lot of active sleeping so i was sleep talking heaps i was um on more than one occasion up sleepwalking huh. and yeah it was really really interesting to see how the body reacts to um high just, pressure just, or yeah, yeah deciphering everything that's going on a lot of whatever on your plate and it um yeah it came out through <laughs> me and my sleep and most of the time, accusing Stephen of cheating on me in my dream, <laughs> rolling over and slapping him across the face, or thinking that Ivy was in bed with us, and I'd roll over and I'd shake him, and I'd be like, "Get up! What are you doing?" He's like, "What?" <laughs> it's kind of I'd, like it seems sounds alarming, but that's actually like really good because that deep REM sleep and that chatter in your brain, and if you do it verbally when you're asleep, is actually your brain sorting through whatever's going on and if you don't get it you wake up with brain fuzz you wake up groggy and you don't know what the hell's going on but when you have those kinds of sleep some people tend to wake up feeling really clear yeah yeah well i was having really good sleep (laughs) (laughs) like there was was a time there where i i woke up and i was so rat like i turned over and i grabbed him on the shoulders i was like wake up like you need to go out there's someone out there someone's got ivy and he's like what are you doing like babe it's fine we're in bed you're okay and i would semi wake up and be like oh oh i'm just gonna lie back down here and pretend <laughs> I wasn't awake, and then wait for him to remind me in the morning that that actually happened <laughs> and then one time i saw the light bulb like the light was falling on us and I got up in bed, standing in bed, trying to reach for the light, which we've got, you know, 14-foot ceilings. So there's no way I'd be reaching, like being able to reach this light, trying to change the light bulb. And I'm, I'm saying to him while he's lying there going, what are you doing? I'm like, the light, it's going to fall on us. It's about to fall. And he's like, oh, my God, you are psycho. Go back to sleep. So <laughs> very active. It's kind of... The cool thing, like, just from listening to you is that even when all this was going on, 
you kept the movement and the nutrition in. Like even at one stage, you got someone to cook your meals too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So um, Jackie O'Donoghue, who um, owns Meraki Produce, she's um, been working with F45 and she actually cooks the recipes um, that are provided by the F45 app, which is what you follow on the during the nutrition phase um, of the program. And, and they have a, a maintenance phase as well. So, um, but yeah, the eight week challenge, it just meant that for those afternoons or nights where I didn't have any time whatsoever to get myself sorted with cooking a healthy meal, I knew that I was able to book um, or prepay um, lunches and dinners through um, Meraki, um, which were I, I was then able to just pick up an F45 in the morning and then go home. And I knew I was eating nutrition um, that was going to fuel me to last for the day because I think that was the biggest thing too. I would not have lasted if I hadn't created if I hadn't created the habits in the first challenge. Yeah, I don't think I would have been able to cope doing the challenge and Chicago and sticking to it and making sure and not getting sick. Cause that was the biggest thing. It was in May. So it's that transition from, you know, autumn into winter that people start to get sick. All the babies at childcare have got colds, like everyone's getting the flu injection. So, you know, there's illness left, right and center and touch wood through that whole time. I did not get a cold. I did not get run down. Um, it was only in the last week of the shows where I started to get a little bit raspy, but that was just from overuse of my voice. Um, but I believe that all comes down to the fact that I knew what I needed to eat to fuel my body. I kept up my hydration. My habits were there. You know, it was an integrated part of my life to be getting up and going to training every morning, even though, you know, my mum would say, oh, you know, don't overdo it, don't overdo it. But for me, I believe that, that that training was my medicine. Like that was my body being able to, you know, put, flush out any toxins um, at d- during that training for me to start the day fresh and be mentally clear and um, you know put the best fuel in my body I could to get through the day and get through that week. So and I yeah. think like you also took things off the table that you didn't have to make decisions on. So it was like five thirty is your training time. You had the food plan organized. So you went into this hyper-stressed, crazy time with juggling F45 work, Chicago, the um, netball and everything else that happens with you guys. You had this structured thing and you got them all this, the, not the stuff that doesn't matter, but the stuff that does, should not take thought when you're in a high-stress situation. You took the food off the table. The training was off yeah. the table. You just had to get up and go. That's the only thing you had to make a decision on. And yeah. allowed you to free up all this other time and mental space to do all the other stuff you needed to do. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, doing it for eight weeks prior to doing the first challenge, and like I said, creating those habits, but uh, um, cost effect wise as well, or if, if for whatever I slipped up and I didn't have what I needed in the fridge, I was able just to say, just Joff, Right, I need you to pop to the shops and I need you to get I need you to get XYZ um, and that would and I know that that would suffice for a, a meal like nutri- the nutrition component was the in what I um, sent him to go and get rather than saying oh stuff it I've you know I forgot to get 
organize teas and like, let's just get pizzas. You know, yeah. do, do the quick and easy um, option. I just wanted to make sure I, I stuck to it as best I could. And, and the best part through that as well was doing the first challenge, I found meals that I like better than others um, and snacks that I like better than others and, you know, breakfasts I like better than others. So I didn't, I didn't um, have to, for the second challenge, I didn't, I didn't sit there and go, right, oh, I have to have this snack at this time and I have to have this lunch on this day and I actually tailored it so that I was excited to have that lunch or excited to have that snack because I knew it was something I really liked. So it never felt like I was missing out or, oh, today I've got, you know, iceberg lettuce and tuna. And if you're not a tuna person, well, then, <laughs> you know, uh, it was more like, sweet, I've got um, chicken with halloumi and whatever else. Like, and it was food that I was excited to eat. Um, so that was the other thing too. I knew that I was eating delicious food you're right. I didn't have to think about it because it was already pre-planned. Um, and the support was there too with Steve and, um, um, you know, him helping me with anything that I, that might've slipped my mind. Things <laughs> on. <laughs> I think it's kind of true. Like, in a like in relationships, like Kat's doing it for me now with me getting ready for Spartan training every day and doing all that kind of stuff. She's been a support mechanism for me to making sure I'm staying on top of all the other stuff I need to do. It's kind of, yeah. you always have like, if one, one person in the relationship is pushing hard, the other one ends up being the support role and then it swaps and goes the other yeah. way and you kind of cycle yeah. between the two. It works out really well. Yeah. And I think that's, that, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about um, relationships and, you know, finding someone that, that is on the same um, wavelength as you, like, like Steve, you know, is active, he likes to be in the gym, you know, he likes to be training and playing the best footy he can. Um, and he, there's some things that he's struggled with, but I'm there as a, as a soundboard for him and vice versa. Like, you know, I'll come home and be frustrated about something that's happened at netball or work or whatever it is. And he'll, he'll just cop it and hear it and then probably not be able to give me any <laughs> solutions, which is not what I want. I just someone to hear I just want someone to hear what I have to say. Yeah. Um and then and then it's like, oh, okay, well I vented to you now. So now I'm sweet. Like I'll just move on to whatever it is I've got to focus on next. So um but yeah it's, it's handy having someone who is not there to sabotage either. Like he's yes. not someone that's like, righto, let's go get Maccas or righto, nah. I don't want that tonight. Like, let's just, you know, whatever I cook, he'll eat. And tough shit if he doesn't like it. That's <laughs> like, a smart man. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that's also really helpful because it's not, it's not like he's, you know, calling me up to take me out for a sneaky lunch of fried calamari and whatever else that my delicious, you know, my, the taste buds start salivating for. You're like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> So amazing! Like he he does he just doesn't do that. It's it's sort of like no no this is our plan. This is our Monday to Friday. If we if we have a meal, we have one meal, um, you know, once a week type thing, and, and we go out and splurge on that. But that's that's about it with us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, what's the plan moving ahead? What's next? Yeah. Well, a few people have asked me if I was doing the next production for Orco, which I'm not. I'm not doing cats. I just need a break. <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's coming through to finals time with with 
uh, netty as well. So it just it just makes it a little tougher, um, sort of being able to um, balance all of that because you you know my netball probably took a little bit of a, a back seat um, when Chicago was on more so than I was afraid of getting injured. So I probably wasn't playing to my potential because I am a, quite a physical player, um, and I, there was a lot of ball that I would uh, withdraw from. Uh, just for the fear of doing an, an injury and then, you know, ruining the <laughs> production for everyone being the lead role. So um, moving forward for me, yep, having a break in terms of drama for the, for the rest of this year, I still train five days a week with F45. If I'm not playing netball, then I do a Saturday sesh, so it's six days a week. Um, I love it even when I'm going away, so... Last week, I went down to Melbourne for my best friend's hens party and I teed up with Paran F45 to come into a session with them. So, you know, it's not limited to, oh, right, well, I'm on holiday now, so therefore I hit the brakes and, you know, nothing, I do nothing for two weeks or whatever. Same with next week. I'm heading down to Torquay to see my parents and there's F45 um, near them and, yeah, I've teed up with them to be training there for the week because I just, um, yeah, I feel that I get the most out of being able to, to train regularly. I like where my body's at. I like feeling strong. I like feeling confident and, you know, putting on old jeans that are now three sizes too big for me. Um, I love all the online shopping I get to do, buying smaller sizes. <laughs> <laughs> Although when baby number two comes along, I'm going to be in strife. <laughs> away any any of the bigger sizes now so um but yeah i'm definitely in a better headspace um confidence confidence wise not that i lacked confidence but it's just that that feeling of yep i'm doing i'm fueling my body for the best of every day um but yeah so it's for me it's just to get through this final series with netball um hopefully we make the finals um and then planning you know maybe for a holiday with joffy boy and ivy um leading into next year early next year or whatever when the breaks are on and then possibly um yeah another musical started next year even see how we go so it's one of those things where whatever comes my way if there's a show that i that i look at and i go yes i don't want to miss that you know like um a fun one where i'm thinking "Mm -hmm, that's exactly what i'd love to do then i'll then i'll put my hand up and and have a crack uh but yeah sky's the limit we just did the bridal fair the weekend just gone so yeah i saw your your photo on the front page of the paper yes. did everyone like get you all their copies to sign them and all that kind of oh god no (laughs) No, it's like the reverse here at work they're like can you get off the page (laughs) (laughs) seriously they see my mug that many times in, in the newspaper or on telly stuff it's like oh get out of our face which is fair enough, whatever. Like, okay. All right, so <laughs> wrapping up, what yeah. advice would you give to any busy parents that has worked for you that you think would be able to work for everybody? Um, set some goals. And I know it's really cliche, but set achievable goals. So if for you and your lifestyle means that you can only get um, out to two sessions a week or three session, sessions a week, then that's the commitment that you make and honour it. Don't don't let anything um, 
don't let anything come between you and and those goals basically like you know there are always social occasions that people have got to be get ready for or or um you know are committed to or whatever but make the time you know if you really really want something you, you'll do it you'll make the time for it it's like that cliche you know or does he really like me I don't know if he's, you know, wants to be my boyfriend. If a guy likes you, they will make time for you or they will respond to your texts or they will answer your calls. It's the same with you and the goals that you set um, in terms of your health and lifestyle. If you really want it and if you're setting yourself goals that are achievable within a time frame, you know, um, it's about committing to that and not letting anything get in between that, um, those goals that you've set. starting small too you know don't don't go warping your whole life for something that you for a target that you think is the i didn't give myself an end number basically when i did the eight week challenge i didn't say righto i have to lose 12 kilos and then at the end of it i didn't lose 12 kilos and look at it and go well that was a failure you know i i set myself goals that were measurable in the sense that i didn't want to have any more Um, back pain I didn't want to feel like I was um, just going through the motions I wanted to be challenged in my training I wanted a um, environment where I could encourage other people and make connections with other people who were also on that wavelength Um, and being organized I think you know we get so caught up in this world of oh I've got no I've got I've got no time I've got no time but Mate, you've got heaps of time. Like the amount of time I would dare say that you're spending on your screens or flicking through Facebook or whatever, like 40 minutes goes down the drain like that when you get into one of those YouTube vortexes watching funny cats. Like you've (laughs) got time. You just have to commit to saying this is the time I'm dedicating to myself because once I achieve that t- what I need to achieve in that time, I'm going to be a better version of myself for my family or for my friends or, you know, for my work colleagues. And inevitably, once you stick to those goals, you'll create that habit and that habit will become an integrated part of your life that you will just do automatically every day. Um, yeah, so setting goals making sure you commit to those goals, not letting anything get in between. Um, Probably seeking out someone who can help guide you with that. If you're someone that is overwhelmed with all the information, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a degree in sport development. I have a background in nutrition. Um, You know, I understand the inner workings of of goal setting and and how important it is and what works for me Um, because I've had a lot of specialists um, to work with over the, the years of my sporting career. But if you're Joe Blow, who's, you know, never been super sporty or never really liked the gym or whatever, being able to find something or someone to help guide you with just a starting point is is probably really important. Um, one of the Commonwealth um, competitors from, I think it was 2014, he ran the... Um, marathon i think he's placed third got a bronze medal he he came to our school the other week and um you know really resonated with with me what he said um about people and physical activity it's like everyone everyone loves sport 
It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone loves a form of physical activity. And if you don't, you just haven't found the right one yet. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not about righto because I'm Liv Orton and I've got an athletics background, netball background, and um, I'm, you know, my body works to high intensity interval, interval training and I get the most out of that. But that means that my colleague sitting next to me is that program's going to work exactly for them. It might be that they end up doing clay shooting or something that is a sport that, you know, that requires great skill and concentration. You know, it's, it's about finding something that you enjoy, that you love to do, that you don't, don't see it as a chore um, and building on that and trying to explore what else you can do within that realm. Yeah. So I wanted to leave it at that because Liv finished on a really good point in the sense that trying to find a thing that works for you. And that can be really confusing for a lot of people because they actually don't have any ideas. So you need to sort of try a lot of different things to figure out what works. But if you want help trying to nail down and focus in on what you think would be the best fit for you to try early on so you don't have to try a whole lot of different stuff and get overwhelmed, jump on one of the Give 5, Get 25 um, calls, which is basically... I'll give you 25 minutes of my one-on-one time where I'll try and help you with anything you like, anything you got, any questions you've got, anything you need, I'll help you with. And then for five minutes, I just ask you some research questions to help me figure out what guys you what you guys want to listen to, what you guys want to hear about, and the stuff I can put on my website to help you guys go from A, where you are now, to B, which is a stronger, leaner, more awesome version of you. Go to the website, find the link to book your call and I will chat to you on a call one-on-one. Thanks guys.